Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. There is one particular Christmas jumper that has a story of its own. So we have three daughters and in Britain in December, there is this one particular day that you wear a Christmas jumper to um, raise money for Save the Children UK. And since the girls are in school, that kind of happens in school. So since they started to go to school, we decided that we have to provide some sort of Christmas attire. And whilst our eldest is fine with anything red with a bit of white on it, possibly, and a shiny star... Our middle is very specific about the way she dresses, isn't she? She's uh, also the fancier dresser. Mm. So I don't know that you remember that part, but when she was about three, two and a half, maybe, we went to the charity shop and she chose, there were several Christmas jumpers, and she chose this particular one, a very traditional one with Santa in the middle. Quite cute, I thought, as well. And she wore it every year, every December up to January. Yeah, the whole of the Advent and then probably a month after New Year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until I grabbed it from her hands and During put it in the, the day wash. and in the night. And it brought her a lot of joy and also resolved a lot of potential tantrums on wear a Christmas jumper day. So for as long as we could, we kept that jumper. But then she was seven and it grew rather tight on her and we had another child So she very reluctantly decided to donate it to her sibling. But in those um, five years, maybe, of um, wearing, that jumper had two moments of fame. One, which you have just told me you don't remember, is when the jumper got featured in the school newsletter, the weekly newsletter, as a model Christmas jumper. So she was very proud of that. And the second time... Well, I guess that's my story, so I will try to Maybe tell it. Maybe that's your story to tell, yeah. You can fill in with uh, your better storytelling skills, but <laughs> I'll just try to remember the facts, which was, it happened when I was doing one of my lunchtime walks at work, and I passed by an exhibition in a church, and it was an exhibition about clothes that the immigrants left on Lesbos while landing there, and they were suspended from the ceiling. I was just sitting there for a while, just reflecting and trying to, you know, grasp the piece of work. And then I saw something that looked quite familiar. And I looked closer and closer, and I realized I was looking exactly at the jumper we've been talking about. Because I could tell the white beard of the Santa and the <laughs> the, the, the decorations on the, on the sleeves. I could tell, yeah, this is the jumper. Mm. And I took a picture, and I think you put the picture on your site as well. And, uh, yeah, it was a very strange moment to see exactly the same jumper among the clothes left by the immigrants running from the war. Maybe we should um, make a break here and say that we know it's exactly the same jumper because in our desperation, as it was growing small, we looked it up online and it's um, been discontinued. We can't buy it, but it's also just one size. So you saw the jumper that was that one oh, even child the size. size. Was the size. <laughs> yeah, I remember 
in seeing that picture, there are hundreds of these clothes, not just one or two. I was really surprised that you noticed the jumper in between that mass of clothes. Obviously, in that kind of moment, it gets you thinking. The same Christmas jumper and this one, this one at the exhibition, could have been worn by my child in a slightly different world. And... Yeah, and I was reflecting upon it, and what's, what did it mean? Like for me, the one one thing, mm. the, the the theme of that event was compassion, and obviously giving money and helping people, but also a bit more or much more, just the sympathy we own to the world. It's a bit like when you told me the homeless stories from your work, and I realize it can happen to anyone. Sort of similar feeling. It's similar here that that those disasters are a integral part of our world, and it's just randomly luck, or just it happened that it didn't happen to us. It happened to someone else. But we all help and money, but not only that, but sort of deep compassion, not just sort of on the surface feeling sorry, but understanding it. It's just happened that it happened to someone else but it couldn't happen to to any one of us that we should always remember it and feel it quite deep inside us because it's profound rather than just treating it as a distant event that just happens to others i understand you got an immediate feeling of compassion and sorrow seeing that jumper but how do you keep this compassion going in a day-to-day experience when you have to give to your children whatever, you know, feelings you need to give them and also without it overwhelming you, without you feeling so sad? Well, it's two parts of the question. First of all, I don't know whether every part of your day can be devoted to that. Maybe put yourself in opportunities like this one, you know, just to give opportunities to reflect or see other people's experience but the other answer to the other part of your question is I'm not sure this necessarily needs to put you down I don't think it was a very sad uh, event for me or event that put me down it's just I I don't think I think compassion should be or is a natural state for our mind doesn't need to put us down we just should practice it and try to experience it Mm. and maybe also be aware that if we are faced with it, maybe we have a duty to share it. Like in this particular case, when you brought back the the picture that you had taken of those jumpers, I immediately felt that I had to share it with. So we I had a blog at the time and put it on the blog, just because I think sometimes the serendipity of the moment, you being there in that specific moment and it triggering something in you. Yeah, although it would be interesting to see what they did trigger it in other people, because it was a it was a more intimate story for me and you, so it would be interesting to hear whether yeah. the story resonates. Well, I think we did the reflection without announcing it this time around, so I, we need to move straight into the inspiration, which is still to do with art. And speaking about what you were saying, that we need to put ourselves in situations every now and again that will remind us that we need to feel compassion Mm. 
recently we uh, saw such an exhibition at the Tate Modern. It's not on anymore, but the artist is very involved politically. And all the details about the exhibition are online, and I will put them on in the show notes as well. And her name is Tania Bruguera. She overtook the, an entire exhibition space with the aim to make people feel uncomfortable. And she was dealing with migration. That was the main subject of the artwork. And one of the rooms that particularly touched us was the crying room. Some smelly substance that was forcing you to, to cry, your eyes to water or to cry. Yeah, you were entering really the room and you were coming out crying. interactive modern art. But the artist is definitely worth following. And if she ever visits your city... You should go and have a look. And that's it from us. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories.